You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Delany Williams and I'm joined today by Sarah McLean. Hey Sarah. Hey Delany. It's good to be here. Well, we are happy to have you here for today's episode and three more episodes for this volume as we talk about Volume 6, From Captivity to Restoration, The Prophets, Ezra, and Nehemiah. And so when we think about Volume 6, we want to remember that God never abandons us, though we often veer from Him. When God's people repented, returned to the land, and rebuilt the temple, God again proved worthy of our trust and faith. Repentance opens the door for restoration with God. And so that's going to be the description for Unit 16 and then the following units, Unit 17 and 18. That means since we're starting a new volume, we're starting a new unit, and Unit 16 is called in exile, and it's going to be four sessions. And so the description for this unit is the people were far away from the land God had given them, but they were not far from the God who had given it. Even in exile, God was with his people, watching over them and promising them that one day they would return to the land. And when they did, they would return to him as well. And so, listeners, you know, anytime we start a new unit, that means we also talk about the big picture question and answer and also the key passage for the unit. So this, this episode will be just a few minutes longer just so we can make sure to go over this important information for the unit. And so I'll go ahead and share with you our big picture question and answer. And for our younger preschool and older preschool, it's actually... The same question and answer, and it is, where is God? And the answer is, God is everywhere and is always with us. Now, for our kids, they're going to have the same question, where is God? And their answer is, God is in all places at all times and is always with his people. So you can see how, depending on the age of the children that you teach, the answer will be more developmentally appropriate for that age. And so... For our key passage, Sarah, would you go ahead and share with our listeners the key passage for the unit? Sure, Delany. So for babies and toddlers and younger preschool, the key passage is the same. It is, the Lord your God is with you, Zephaniah 3.17. For older preschool, the key passage is, the Lord your God is among you, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will delight in you with singing, Zephaniah 3.17. And then for kids, the key passage is, The Lord your God is among you, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will be quiet in his love. He will delight in you with singing, Zephaniah 3.17. And then for this unit, we also like to go over our big idea and kind of just give a a synopsis of what the unit is about. And so as we look at unit 16, session one, this is called Jeremiah encouraged God's people. And it's found in Jeremiah 29 through 30. And as you begin to teach this unit, you'll start to see that over the last few weeks, we have seen how God's people were taken captive in Babylon. The people were far away from the land God had given them, but they were not far from the God who had given it. 
Even in exile, God was with his people watching over them. He promised them that one day they would return to the land, and when they did, they would return to him as well. And the Christ connection for this unit is, God did not abandon his people. The prophet Jeremiah encouraged God's people. He said God was going to save his people from captivity and raise up a new king, a forever king from David's family. Thanks so much, Sarah. Appreciate you going over that important information for our unit and also to introduce this session. And so it's important for us to remember that big idea as we're teaching preschoolers and children these important truths each week. And so now we'll go ahead and move along to the part of our podcast where we talk about some activities that may need to be highlighted because maybe they need some extra time or even just some helpful hints that we can share with our teachers. We'll go ahead. I'll start with babies and toddlers. And there is an activity called Make Binoculars. And so some of you may be thinking, okay, how am I going to get all these empty um, paper tubes to make all these for all of our toddlers? And so I just want to share with you, you may consider getting some cardboard tubes, like even it could be mailing tubes or wrapping paper tubes, and then you can actually cut them into smaller sizes. And a lot of times what I have found is that thicker that cardboard is, the longer the actual activity might last and it, because it's more sturdy and so it, it will last longer. And so that's an idea that you could do for your toddlers when you are making binoculars. Then for older preschool and younger preschool, the missions activity for this session is called Go Ice Skating. The children will love to be able to glide across the floor as you read through it and you'll see how they're using the wax paper, just a reminder on that to try that out yourself before this session to make sure that it glides and isn't too slippery as well. Um, and as a reminder, make sure that you are near the children as they glide their feet and they do this activity just for safety and to make sure that they don't fall. Also, something you might want to consider Instead of the wax paper, if you prefer, you could use rectangle boxes for, you know, like an empty facial tissue box type thing and let the children slip their feet into that. It's almost the perfect size, you know, for those preschoolers with that. And so that's an idea that you could, you could use. Then for preschool worship, there's an activity called Make Vegetable Prints. This activity in the leader guide, you'll notice that there are some suggestions listed of different vegetables that would make good prints. And remember that this activity is more what we would call a process activity where it's that as the children are involved in it and they're experiencing getting to paint or make prints with different, with different vegetables. So it's not necessarily the product of what it looks like in the end, but more the process. And so remember too, to make sure that the vegetable Pieces are small enough for them to hold in their hands. Sometimes we think, you know, oh, an adult, you know, Sarah, like I can hold this in my hand. It should work for preschoolers. And we, <laughs> right. we forget to keep in mind that their fine motor skills aren't as developed and their hands are smaller. And so make sure that you have small enough pieces of the vegetables for the preschoolers to hold. And then also keep in mind to have some extra pieces there. So in case when one piece of the vegetable gets soggy, you can replace it quickly and easily. 
And then finally for our free school, there is an activity called Build Houses. And so as you read through this, you may say, well, how come it's asking for this different type of block to use? Well, this is just a different medium or a different variety that we wanted to provide in this activity. And so with the pool noodles, you may be thinking, how can I cut these to make them blocks? If you have a um, curated knife, that can be helpful to cut them as well. And of course, you would want to do that prior to the session, not during the session. And so those are the activities I wanted to highlight for preschool. And then Sarah, if you'll go ahead and talk about our kids' resources. Sure. So for the older kids, Leader Guide, we have an activity called Knockout. And in this activity, in place of using rubber bands, you could always use softballs or even crumpled paper. Sometimes it kind of depends on the the personalities of the kids that you have in your class. And so rubber bands may become uh, more of a, you know, let me smack this at my neighbor (laughs) instead of smacking it at the cup. So always, you know, with your discretion, kind of figure out, well, what, what material might be the best for my class? And so in place of rubber bands, you can use these, any type of small softball or crumpled piece of paper. And you could also rearrange this activity to be set up more like a carnival style game where the cups are lined up and kids can try to throw the ball and knock them over. For kids worship, there's an activity titled Additional Key Passage Scramble. And this would be a great activity to hold on to throughout Unit 16 and use if kids finish an activity early. You know, it's always a great idea to review key passages and have those opportunities for kids to practice that. And then for midweek, there's a group demo, which is called Prayer and Potato Power. And for this activity, you can order a pre-assembled kit similar to this demonstration, and you can find these online. They should be pretty inexpensive. You could also check with any science teachers at your church to see if they have materials for you to borrow as well. Thank you so much, Sarah. Those sound like some fun activities and unique activities as well. And like you said, it's always great to have those additional activities that the kids have enjoyed, just having them sort of in your back pocket if you will. So, you know, if a class runs a little longer one day or they come early, you always want some additional ones. So that's great insight of ways that you can reuse activities as well. Now, Sarah, let's talk about what excites us or stands out to us about this session. And so why don't you go ahead and share some insight for our listeners? Sure. So, you know, our big picture question is, where is God? And I love how this session really emphasizes and reminds us that God is always with us. You know, for kids, I think a lot of times God's presence can be hard for them to understand because we serve an invisible God, so we can't see him. And my younger twins, my six-year-old twins, will often ask me, why can't we see God? Where is he? And for six-year-olds, God's presence can be quite puzzling. They want to know, well, where is he? (laughs) Why can't I see him? But this story really emphasizes the faith that we must place in God's word. As God's people, we have to trust his promise and remember that he is with us, that he is all around us, and that, you know, just like in the story, the people had to trust his promise that he would send a new king, a king that would come and rescue them. And this king that we know is King Jesus. And that this king would be someone who one day they would be able to see and touch, right? When Jesus came to dwell on earth, people were able to see him with their own eyes. They were able to touch him. And we may not be able to see God right now, but we have faith that one day our faith will become sight and we will be able to see our God and know that, yes, he was with us then and he will be with us 
forever. And so just reminding kids that God's presence is always with us, that we are placing our faith and trust in him, that he never abandons us, even when his people went into exile, that he was still with them there. He's still with us now. And um, and just helping kids, you know, take hold of that truth and apply it to their lives so that wherever they are, whether they're at church or they're at home or they're at school, that they know that God is with them. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sarah. And it's so true. What an important truth for them to know that God is always with them. And I think about, like you said, why can't I see God? There's all those questions that they're wanting to know, but how, how do I know God? God is with us? And And I think something additionally that we can help boys and girls understand for this session is, you know, it wasn't easy for the people in Babylon during that time, that it was hard. Now, not that you have to go into all the details about that, but helping them see, you know, it it was hard for that time, but God was with them. Like you were saying, God did not abandon them. You know, God is with us, even during things that we may think may be difficult or hard. Um, I also think that, you know, the time concept can be difficult for boys and girls to understand. And so helping them understand that 70 years was a long time. I mean, sometimes we think, okay, wow, it's already been three years. And sometimes you're like, oh, that was fast. And then other times we're like, wow, this has been a really long time. But to think about 70 years. And so helping, helping boys and girls to understand that it was a very, very long time. But again, reminding them most importantly that God is with them. And like you said, this this emphasizes and supports our big picture question in such a great way and just leads into conversations about that, about, you know, where is God? And helping boys and girls understand and know that. So thank you very much, Sarah, for joining me for Unit 16, Session 1, and we'll look forward to having you on the following episodes for this unit. And for our listeners, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope you found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.